is this racist family doing on my money anyway? What's what is going on? I mean, Granny's not so bad, but the rest of them, goodness. Hey, welcome to life under the double-decker bus, royal family. Why should I care? Why should I care? Why should you care? I know you got your hand up. Like, why? Why are we talking? Why are we talking about this? I'm going to tell you exactly why this is important. We got. A, we're going to chew through this, and really, we're going to look at it from a bunch of different angles, and all of them important. I'm telling you, what happened last night on television? A bit of monoculture, like we don't ever see anymore, where just the, the world seems to be watching one thing, and it's a shared experience, and it is going to ripple forward, and the ramifications of what happened on the air. I don't think we can really, really assess what it means, but it's going to be big. I'm telling you. Plus, could I could I just borrow a non-fungible token from you? Do you have a do you have a spare non-fungible token on NFT? Have you ever ever have this thing where where you just notice something in the news and you think, well, what is that? And you don't you don't really like, well, do I need to learn what that's about? And the next thing you know, it's everywhere, all over the news today. Non-fungible tokens. What in the world? What is that thing? Coming up. We're going to learn all about it. I'm going to tell you what it is and why it's important. What in the world does the rock band Kings of Leon have to do with non-fungible tokens? But let's get back to those whiny, privileged powders making a money play. Harry and Meghan, of course. Now, that's one perspective. That's one way to look at what we saw last night. You know, we talked a lot about uh, caged chickens. And caged royals. It was kind of a, you got your, your chicken coop and your caged royals all together. Now, what, what do you think when you hear this? Number one. Yeah. Make you it. didn't do any research. No. I've never looked up my husband online. I just didn't feel a need to because everything that I needed to know he was sharing with me, right? Everything that we thought I needed to know he was telling me. Really? That is how the interview kicked off last night. The interview, of course, with Oprah and with Meghan Markle, and then later comes in Harry. I'm sure he was, you know, watching it all behind the pillar. It's not like he was, you know, I think he was just strolling by. I was just working. I was just, uh, you know, mowing the lawn. That didn't happen. Coming up, Shri Paradkar from the Toronto Star is going to join me with her perspective on the race angle. And coming up a little bit later, staunch monarchist and Toronto Sun columnist Christina Blizzard will be with me. And you can weigh in on whether or not it is time to get that family off our money. What is what is this family doing on our money anyway? But when the whole thing begins with what you just heard there, which is, oh, I didn't do any research on my husband. I didn't I didn't Google Let's begin with a reaction from Sheba Siddiqui, my producer. Sheba, you're just top line, you're just your top reaction to what you saw on television. Alan, it was bombshell after bombshell. This was the TV that I needed, I wanted. <laughs> the way that started off with the clip you just played made me, first of all, it made me question Megan's credibility. Yes. Come on. You've yes. never Googled your boyfriend, your husband, the monarchy, the royal family. I don't believe that. 
There is no way, especially a woman who is so smart, who's so organized. She had her blog, the TIG, beforehand. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I she don't know what she's it. getting into. I, this is this. Absolutely. I think and this. I think tinged the whole rest of it for me. No. Well, see that starting it off that way, it just sort of I don't know. So she went on to talk about her, her and Kate's relationship to oh, her suicidal yeah. ideation. That yes. was really tough for me to hear. Yes, we're going to talk uh, about that later. That that I mean, it's just so yes. many different things to look at this. But of course, I, I let's let's just start here uh, with I think the top line, which is the the big bombshell, and, and here it is. This is the clip. And also, concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And who? Who is having that conversation with you? Who is having that conversation with you? That was a bombshell. And this is where I am telling you. This is where I am beginning to tell you that this is important, right? Now, this is not. We are now moving way, way, way away from, you know, she made me cry because of the bridesmaids' dresses. I mean, whatever. I'm, who made whom cry? I that that washes over me. This is different. This is totally different. And then the question is: Okay, who is having that conversation with you? Here is the answer to that from Meghan Markle. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation. I think that would be very damaging to them. I think that would be very damaging to them. So therefore, I am not going to give you a name in other than saying it wasn't the queen, but pretty much all the rest of them are guilty by association because I don't name one of them. I have named all of them. Now, this revelation, this bombshell, it come as a shock at all to anybody? I mean, if you... Unlike Meghan Markle before she met, you know, Harry, if you ever Googled the royal family, you'd know a little bit about the background of that family. And does this come as a surprise? Shri Paradkar is a columnist with the Toronto Star. Shri, uh, what did you make of what you saw? Oh, hi, Alan. Um, I did not find it the slightest bit surprising, and that won't be a surprise to you. <laughs> uh, because because the Windsors have for centuries, you know, lived well before Google, lived off the profits of racist exploitation of land and labor the world over, right? So there's nothing, there was no chance that a family in whose name British colonialism and inhumane practices marched around the world, you know, it's premised on the supposed inferiority of people but they were going to take Meghan on equal terms. So um, I, I find it surprising that Meghan didn't Google. Uh, <laughs> we, we began our, our, our segment, Shree, talking about that taking away from some of the credibility overall of what she said after that. I, I think so. And I should also preface our discussion today by saying that my only interest or my only sympathy with Meghan is in terms of how she has had to navigate her uh, biracial or black identity in such, you know, the originators of racism 
in in many ways. Uh, and so that is where my sympathy lies. There, otherwise, it's you know a fight between millionaires. Yeah. Um, and and I find it very interesting that you know they, unlike a lot of people in the UK, interracial couples, they are not only able to leave, but they're able to you know leave and live in such wealth, right? Like they have received that kind of help from other rich people. So. So my sympathy is only on this front, you know, the the racism and what it means, its implications to mental health. Yes, certainly. And Sri, we're going to um, talk more about the mental health aspect because I think that's really an important uh, takeaway. And I think it was also important to note that that might have been triggering for uh, some people what they heard last night. Now, that's not a criticism. I'm just acknowledging that that is the case, that when we talk about uh, suicidal ideation, that can be a trigger. So just be wa- be wary of that. And I just say that just for our audience there, to just, just to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. But um, w- w- by the, the impact, and I think this is the strong impact here, uh, Shri, is, is about this sort of racist uh, allegation with no name attached to it. And what that, what's that implication for that, for the monarchy going forward? Okay, yeah, it wasn't grandma, it wasn't the queen. Uh, here is Oprah asking point blank to Harry, who said it? That conversation <laughs> I'm never going to share. Um, but at the time, at the time it was awkward, I was a bit shocked. Um, can, you, can you tell us what the question was? No, I don't, I'm not comfortable sharing that. Okay. Um, but that was that was right at the beginning, right? Um, like, what will the baby look like? Yeah, what will the kids look like? Yeah, what will yeah. the kids look like? Yeah, that is uh, Harry last night in part of the conversation with Oprah on the line, Shri Pradkar from the uh, Toronto Star. I, that puts blame on all of them, Shri, and I think that has an implication, you know, down the line for whoever, you know, puts the crown on their head next. Um, maybe I don't believe that it will have any real effect. Hmm. Um, he did. He did say uh, to Oprah. Oprah said on CBC this morning that not CBC. Sorry, what is that? CBS. CBS. This yeah. morning that uh, <laughs> that he did tell her that it wasn't um, his grandmother or his grandfather who has you know such a long history of racism. So he did tell her that. So yeah, I'm okay with people you know wondering is it Charles? Is it Will? And what difference does it make? You know, but it, doesn't it? But it doesn't just smear them all. I'm just. I. I mean, why is it? It doesn't really. It tells you that somebody said it, and hmm. and in fact, if you ask me, uh, as a person of color in Toronto, and I'll I'll have stories about racism to share, but I wouldn't be able to go in public and say who said it, because then you're. Then it becomes it can become a legal issue, and you can mm. be uh, sued for defamation and libel. And if your only interest is in bringing out the issue of racism, then there is no. And usually, because this is in a conversation and there is no proof of it, how are you ever going to defend it? So I can understand why he would not or they would not want to name who said it. Um, at the same time, you know. Wh- what do we think is going to happen? We are assuming that people are going to be so repulsed by this idea that some one person said something or implied something racist. I mean, no, we are we are we live in a world where we benefit from racism. Why would we be? You know, we might have a momentary shock, and maybe that's 
you know, it's it's like with our prime minister in blackface. I mean, it didn't stop him huh. from winning the election. Really? Oh, that's that's an interesting comparison, Sri. That's very very interesting. You, you, so your your takeaway from last night and and the race angle is, but as much, you know, it, it, as much implication and going forward as blackface when Trudeau. I think so because because we are all basically we are all comfortable with racism. We just don't want to be called racist, but we are comfortable because that's the system that we benefit from. So. You know, sure, you know, there is a certain skill to being called racist, but I, I think, you know, there is, you know, curiosity around who would have said it. Uh, but the fact that I think any of them could have said it is telling in itself. The fact that we are not able to say, oh, Charles would never have said it. Camilla would never have said it. Kate would never have said it. Will would never. We are not able to say that. That is, to me, the more telling part than who said it. Shree, thank you so much. I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. That is Shree Paradkar, who is a columnist with the Toronto Star. Uh, there was uh, so much in that to, to take away, and my, my point of view on all of it is two, twofold. One, which is it's a tremendously important. Um, it is not just about privileged, rich kids uh, complaining and showing off their quaint chicken coop. I mean, there's an element of in there, but the societal uh, issues that were raised last night, I think, are going to ripple forward. It's going to have a big impact on the monarchy. And here is the other thing that just I just really want to zero right in, and I hope Shiva Siddiqui can join me here to just quickly talk about this. I want to play this for you. Uh, this, I think, uh, the other second big jaw dropper and the key, key moment last night as Meghan Markle uh, expands on her state of mind to Oprah Winfrey. Look, I was really ashamed to say it at the time and ashamed to have to admit it to Harry, especially, um, because I know how much loss he suffered. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I didn't say it, that I would do it. And I, I just didn't, I just didn't want to be alive anymore. I just didn't want to be alive anymore. Meghan Markle in conversation with Oprah Winfrey. And I will just point out that discussions of this nature can be triggering for some people. So please, there is help available to you. Sheba Siddiqui is on the line. This was brave, Sheba. I don't don't care what you think about Meghan Markle, if you're a fan or not. This was a brave thing to admit to the world. That was really difficult to watch, and I was not expecting the interview to go there. I was not expecting Meghan Markle to uh, to say those things and to admit to how bad it really got for her. Uh, at that time, I, I believe she was expecting her son, so she was maybe six or seven months pregnant, and the way she described that, uh, and she actually went on to say that they had an event, her and Harry, the next evening, and he told her, just stay home. You're feeling this way, just stay home. You don't have to put on that, you know, that smile and fake it through the evening. And she said, no, I can't be alone right now. That's pretty powerful to one acknowledge that you should not be by yourself because where will your thoughts go? What can you do? And to be so brave and open to come forward and say that for the world, First of all, for mm-hmm. your husband, and secondly, for the world, 
And she started it by saying, we heard her say, you know, she felt shame mm-hmm. in admitting that. It's not easy. No, it's not. And, and, and I think, I really hope, you know, I, I, I hope that going forward that, that that stigma comes away from that. Because, you know, mental health issues are something that everyone is touched by on some level. And we don't like to talk about it. And we don't, you know, we certainly don't like the celebrity, shiny, happy people that we look up to and, you know, get fashion tips from to tell us that kind of thing. We're not used to it. And it's important that it happened. And I, I just, I commend her for it. I 100% agree with you. It's the first thing I thought when I was watching her admit this. Uh, I, I, my, I, I teared up at that point in the interview, which I wasn't expecting to do at all. And I thought, wow, this woman is going to move the needle in the mm-hmm. conversations around mental health. Just that was the most powerful take I got from yesterday was how I hope people can come forward and also relate to her. And she ended the interview by saying she got through it and she felt supported and look where she is now. So mm-hmm. anybody who was watching that, who could relate to that, there is hope and you are able to get through it with the proper supports. Just want to quickly uh, say uh, uh, happy International Women's Day to you. Thank you. Thank and, you for uh, celebrating it tonight, taking my daughter out for ice cream. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, and, and thank you for continuing to work so hard on this show. I really appreciate it, and thanks, Sheba, again for, for this hour. I, thanks again. I will just sum up, and I, I'm almost out of time, as I just really want to quickly give out one number, just one phone number for you, and this is for people in the Toronto area, uh, and that is uh, if you are in crisis, there is help for you. There is always going to be somebody who listens. You don't have to be Meghan Markle and say there's nobody here, there's nobody to listen. In her case, that's likely the truth. <clears throat> but for you, for all of us, if you're in Toronto, especially, I want you to take down this number, 416-408-HELP. 408-HELP. You can go to the CAMH website. It has all kinds of resources for people all over the province. But if you're in Toronto and you need somebody to talk to, 408-HELP. Mental health is a real issue, folks. you got to take care of yourself. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. 